0: Hello, everyone. I'm Brian Carrington, and you're listening to Call Talk for February 19, 2014. Today's topic is Generation Y, and, of course, managing them in the contact center. So if you're listening live, we invite you to be a part of the show and ask questions, and here's how you can do it. The best way is to send me an email at brian at benchmarkportal.com. That's spelled out B-R-I-A-N at benchmarkportal.com. I also do want to remind everyone that all of our shows are archived and available to listen to at any time that's convenient for you at our website, BenchmarkPortal.com. So, with that being said, I'm excited to get this show on the road. It's my pleasure to introduce the host of Call Talk, Bruce Belfiore.
1: Well, thank you, Brian, and welcome back to Call Talk, everyone. Today's topic is on Generation Y, and we've brought in an expert on the topic for you, Mr. Greg Van Zandt, who is a senior consultant with Benchmark Portal. Uh, Greg has had a long career in the customer service industry, from starting as a rep to building and managing customer service organizations to working with global Fortune 1000 companies uh, to improving all aspects, really, of customer service. He's got great, great background. And he's also a founding member of the Center for Customer-Driven Quality at Purdue University and served on several boards of, edu- of directors throughout his career. So it's my pleasure to welcome Greg Van Zandt. Well, thank you, Bruce. Appreciate that, uh, <laughs> that great uh, talk about myself. Well, <laughs> Gen Y. Well, it's, yeah, yeah, it's a pretty interesting topic. What, what interested you in the topic to begin with, Greg? Well, you know,
2: uh, Ann and I brought up two children who were Gen Yers, and of course, we've gone through uh, all of that and understanding that, you know, Gen Y really are not lazy people as typically uh, they're portrayed. Uh, Also, my son had taken a job as a phone uh, agent, and uh, he always came back with war stories and so on, and I I suddenly realized that, you know, management really was not taking advantage of some of the uh, opportunities that, that Gen Y has. And then finally, a a colleague of ours, uh, Dane Peterson, also of Benchmark Portal, she and I were talking and discussing this subject from a coaching training perspective, and that sort of led me down the road to conduct some research And uh, from two points of view. First, what information is really out there relative to Gen Y, defining attributes? And the other is, what can we learn to leverage their talents in what we do in the contact center and customer service?
1: Mm. Yeah, you know, I I think what you did, too, which is to use uh, your experience with your children as an example of something I've done as well in terms of trying to understand uh, the generation more. And, of course, we're all people, and uh, there's a lot of things that are in common, but uh, sitting at the dinner table and the breakfast table and talking about things, you know, certain – approaches come out that uh, can be very, very useful. And we as call center managers really should try to leverage all of those uh, good uh, sources whenever we can, uh, friends, family, etc. cetera. So, but, well, it's, it's interesting. Tell me more about what makes this group unique, Greg.
2: Yeah, sure. Yeah, Gen Y, uh, they're born between the ages of 1982 and 2000. They now represent a significantly growing percent of the contact center workforce in fact they're 80 million strong they have different work uh, life expectations and interests than previous generations that really what sets them aside Um, Gen Y is on track to be the most educated uh, generation in history in fact one (laughs) in five millennials are college graduates an additional 26 percent are currently in school and plan to graduate from college this is an interesting uh, fact 60 percent say it's not likely that they're going or not likely at all that they're going to stay with their current employer for the remainder of their work life, and many say they expect to change jobs every two years. Now that's a significant wow. management opportunity, isn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Both opportunity and, and challenge, and, and certainly uh, a change from past generations where sort of stability and staying in one place was uh, was more prized. But, that's right. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, th- tell us more about some of their unique attributes, if you will.
2: Well, uh, they're, they're definitely tech-savvy, uh, grew up in the uh, time of, of computers and um, and really using that type of intellect in, in problem-solving. They love multitasking. They're certainly more educated than, than at, at that point in their life than previous uh, generations. They're more ethnically diverse. They're looking to continuously develop their skills, and they love embracing challenges. They have, a higher, they have much higher expectations. And, and then previous generations, which really makes it an opportunity for uh, for management.
1: Yeah, and those higher expectations are some of the things we hear around the dinner table and the yeah, breakfast table. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dad, how about? Hey, Dad, yeah, can right. I have? It's <laughs> a <The> challenge. <laughs> oh, it is. It is. I mean, it is a challenge. But, you know, you hear echoes of that in the workplace. Yep. You know, right. uh, hey, boss, can I? Hey, supervisor, how about? And uh, knowing how to deal with that certainly is is important. And what you have to do is sort of turn that into a conversation about what's important to them, uh, but also what's important to the company, and how can you knit those two things together, and do it with open eyes. And, and I think the, what's great exactly. about the research you and, and Dane have done is that uh, it, it's all about how do you knit those things together. So exactly. yeah, that's great. Yeah, so it's quite a picture. Um, what insight can you give to, to working with the, this generation? Well, you, you hit it
2: on the head. Yeah, I mean, management really is challenged uh, with not only managing Gen Y, but also you know, dealing with the other generations, such as baby uh, boomers and Gen Xers. So here are some ideas to help understand and work with these diverse generations. It's critical to understand the agent's motives and values and goals and not enforcing one's own on others. A slight variation of the golden rule, right, sometimes called the platinum rule. Well, the golden rule is treat others as you would want to be treated. The platinum rule is treat others as they want to be treated. This means understanding and accepting that agents from different generations are truly different. But it also means that there's no script for coaching or training. Coaching is different for every
1: person you coach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, exactly. The The treat others is they want to be treated means that you really have to put on their shoes and walk around in them, get inside their heads, and think like them. Yeah, That's kind of scary, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's that empathetic approach we've always spoken about, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, uh, you know, there's the old adage about God gave you uh, two ears and one mouth, which means that you should be listening twice as much as you're talking. Mm -hmm. And uh, probably with this generation, with all generations really, with people in general, it's important to to do just that Um, and to be listening for what's important to them both as a generation and as individuals, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, do you have any uh, tips for our our listening uh, audience for success in this area? Because this is not a small thing. I mean, being able to become really kind of multilingual – uh, you have to be able to, and, and multi-brained, if you have to wrap your head around uh, messaging, you know, understanding and then messaging to mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. generation as well as others, uh, it, it really requires quite a bit of flexibility, doesn't it? It does, yeah, absolutely. Dane and I looked at this from four
2: strategic life needs, and basically they break out as, as communication, feedback and coaching, work-life balance, and development and growth so let's start with communication and you hit on a few things earlier you know we need to transition from managing to mentoring no longer telling but explaining the why generation Y, JY, wants to understand the why it's a great way of remembering it frequently updating of the manager and updating of the agent by the manager they want a lot of you know back and forth how am i doing how are we doing Um, Mm. and and that type of thing. Very high-touch type
1: of a generation. Could I just stop you there, uh, Greg, and just say to our listening audience, okay, this is is great input, uh, really, really good input. I would ask each of our listeners to do a little examination of conscience and say, do I do this now? Mm. Uh, Is this really in my sort of toolkit as a manager to do this, or do I have such a different style that uh, what – you know, Bruce and Greg are talking about, is something that I'm hearing, but uh, I'm not really doing. And if, if, if you aren't doing it, then, you know, there's really a challenge out there to give it a try, to, to try to uh, uh, do the kinds of things that you're talking about in terms of being flexible, getting inside their heads and, and communicating uh, in a way that's actually going to reach the audience. I'm sorry, back over to you, Greg. No, that's perfect. That's, that's great. Yeah, good challenge. Then there's the feedback
2: and coaching. So Gen Y appreciates frequent feedback and coaching, as I mentioned a little earlier here. The frequent one-minute manager communications are appreciated, but they also like to use automated channels to receive direction and express their feedback. They love email. They love chat. Again, this generation grew up around computers. So, uh, you know, uh, some of the other earlier generations love to talk to each other and and this and the other, and, of course, they do too, but... Out on the floor and in the workplace, they, they do a lot of email and chatting and, and, and Twittering, quite frankly. And very, very quick little, you know, right, spurts
1: of, of information. And that's how they communicate. It's a great group. It, it, yeah, it is. And, and actually, uh, it, it does evolve over time, doesn't it? I know my son, who's a junior in high school, um, you know, there's some of those things out there that he considers cool and other things that he considers uh, lame. That's the mm-hmm. word, lame. Yeah, right. yeah perfect. <laughs> and, and and so you know, even as managers, we kind of have to a little bit keep up with all that because uh, they may be moving. Just as a lot of professional people move from Facebook to uh, LinkedIn or some of the others, uh, the younger generation is continually moving to the latest uh, cool thing as well. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yep. Timely, quick, to the point, move along. That's right. Exactly. So
2: another piece that we uh, had uh, defined is a work-life balance. And, and here's another challenge to our management team. They desire a schedule of frequent breaks, right? So what do we do? Well, we can develop multiple part-time schedules throughout the workday, and this allows resources to have some diversity in their day versus the eight-to-five type of, you know, you can show up for work, you have your break, your lunch, break, go home. Um, but once trained and skilled, Gen Y resources are great candidates for remote agent work that has multiple part-time schedules throughout the day. So if, if, um, if a uh, group has, is challenged by various peaks of calls and emails and chats and whatnot coming through the day, here is a great opportunity for this type of work for, for Gen Y.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, just to, to sort of drill down on that, um, you know, one of the things that uh, people sometimes look at is uh, site selection for uh, call centers. And so there's there's two things that could be said there. One is that there's an increasing I think pull uh for these gen wires to be uh close to work, not have to commute far distances and maybe even be able to walk to work. And so that could have an impact on uh when you're when you're figuring out where to put call centers. You know, you should really know your demographics, and we have another call center episode uh, that's really devoted to site selection and demographics and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and Gen, Gen Wires, obviously, are going to be a big chunk of that, particularly for the future. Uh, and then, as you mentioned, the fact that uh, people can work from home now as remote agents just opens up uh, tremendous opportunities in terms of uh, resources, but also important Challenges in terms of properly managing these folks. Yeah, right? exactly. That's that. That's that balance, right? Yeah.
2: And with technology that we have today, it's easily done. But the backside of it is, okay, how do we manage, train, monitor, and all those pieces that are so key to our successful, uh, our, our successful work? So, in, in the final piece that we saw was development and growth. Right? They want to reinvent themselves. Gen Y is really out-of-the-box problem solvers, and um, and they love that. But they love problem solving when it involves technology. They appreciate real-time data to access so they can monitor how they're doing to improve and to be recognized for their achievements. So those are very key areas that we found that were uh, attributable to that generation.
1: Mm. Can, can I just ask you, with regard to what you said about, uh, you know, the Gen Y file, folks like, uh, you know, out-of-the-box problem solving, especially when the problem involves technology. Also, what do you think about gamification? In other words, the use of technology Mm. to uh, stimulate, um, you know, kind of a uh, a subtle a, a bit of competition or a bit of fun in the workplace yep, uh, yep, yep. what do you think of gamification in, in this context that you're talking about
2: yeah they they absolutely love it right and and it goes back to the types of things that they are interested in like video games and things like that but that's right gamification is a great way of training and and through challenging but having fun and don't we all learn more when we're
1: having fun and doing something so uh... yeah this, this that's a great uh, great tool mm-hmm. Okay, and for our listeners who aren't uh, familiar with gamification, I think we're going to be having a um an episode soon on that that's a whole nother topic, and we take up into a whole nother uh, half hour or so uh we probably won't go into detail on that but uh a lot of interesting things happening on that side as well yeah well, there go are. Ahead. Uh, yeah- well, well these are um really very very good inputs uh and you know the ability to have the real time data uh for them. Actually, let me just ask you this too, Greg. With regard to the sort of real timeness, uh, what does that say about the propensity to utilize and appreciate dashboards? In other yeah. words, have their own, uh, you know, performance dashboards? Uh, how, how do you think this generation
2: likes that? Absolutely, yeah, right on spot. No, they do, and. If the, the data is fresh, uh, they like to see how they're doing with re- regard to their team. They like to see how the team is doing and, of course, how the center or split or whatever piece of, of the work that they're on is doing as well. No, dashboards are uh, something. But, but typically they like to see customized dashboards, right? There are certain things that their management team wants them certainly to, to be looking at. But they also mm-hmm. have certain things that they'd about like to be looking at. So there's some customization there as well that uh, – Leads them down the road to really watching what's going on. Yeah, you know, dashboards are absolutely a great thing. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And what you said too about customization and uh, is, is interesting. I remember being at a uh, center not that long ago, and um, the, some of the group that I was talking to were Gen X, uh, Gen Y folks, and uh, it was clear that the reasons that they felt engaged were different than uh, the reasons that some of the older folks felt engaged. Right. And uh, there were a couple, in fact, who said, you know what I love about this place is that we have a, a walk for cancer every year, and I'm very involved in that, and I it's very supportive. Uh, this place is very supportive of that uh, that thing, and it means a lot to me because of. And um, so they you know, appreciated their workplace for something that actually didn't happen in the workplace at all but which was supported by the workplace and by the supervisors and managers. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Very classic um, of that generation. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. That work-life balance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah, no, it, 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 that's right. Uh, it knits right back to what you talked about at the beginning. Very good. Okay, well, you know, I see Brian has a question or two here. So uh, why don't I uh, turn things over to Brian and he can, he can ask the question.
0: Thanks, Bruce. Uh, yeah, Greg, I do have a, uh, a question from one of our listeners, but uh, before we do that, I wanted to give you a question of my own. In listening to your conversation earlier, you mentioned that uh, Gen Y typically is looking at about two years before they're going to move on to their their next position, how does that affect a contact center manager knowing that they want to put resources and career development uh, into this person, but they likely are only going to be there for two years? Number one, how can a manager manage that? Number two, what's what's typical or what would a manager hope for a contact center agent would stay with their company?
2: Oh, that, that, those are that's a great question. Well, uh, one part of it is how to manage it certainly is... Keeping Gen Y interested in the work that they're doing, so uh, giving them uh, different uh, projects to work on, problem solving, that type of thing, um, helping, letting them help the group uh, move forward. So involvement and certainly this this life work balance would be one way of, of keeping them. But uh, typically, uh, managers would like to keep agents on for as long as. They can obviously we, we put a lot of time in the upfront piece of finding them first and getting them trained and then getting them up to speed and, and, and really doing their work well so through through various uh, opportunities, whether they be projects, whether they be incentives of some sort um, that would be directed toward the Gen Y group, I think they can change that that two year uh, uh, fact into perhaps three or four years, but again, this generation is, uh, you know, they're, they're very thoughtful and they, and they want to be inspired doing different types of work, so um, depending on what type of variety of work or even a scale that they can move up to in, in the contact center, right, from agent to supervisor, team lead, all those things are uh, hooks that will keep them uh,
1: employed and, and
2: happy and doing a great job.
1: Yeah. Actually, if I could just add on to that or build on something you were talking about, um, Greg, is the, the finding meaning in, in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, I found that uh, managers are very good at finding and communicating the meaning in what their, their uh, center is all about. And in other cases, they could probably do a better job of that. Uh, yep. People who are in the healthcare industry um uh, people who are in the insurance industry life insurance industry uh making their uh people understand just how important the work that they do is uh it's not just the hotline for uh breast cancer survivors that we've we've yep. uh, worked with or others like that it, it's also many many uh, in fact most uh, call center uh jobs that can be uh you know Made, I'm not going to say use the word pitch, but they can be, uh, you can talk to your people in a way that makes uh, the call center agents understand that they have a big impact on the day, on the life of the person calling in.
0: Absolutely. And a good
1: interaction, a good interaction uh, can make a a major difference in the mindset of that person and perhaps in their lives. Tremendous, tremendous, yeah. The the why, right? What, What is it?
2: We're here to answer the phone. Well, that, yes, that's the physical thing that we're doing. But what's the why behind it? And you're absolutely right. It's, that, it's the caller. It's the situation. I often said in, in previous work that I had done, um, you can't fix the problem until you fix the customer. And the customer is, is so important to, to develop that, that line of, uh, of communication. And once you understand the, why the customer is calling or what it is that you're trying to do, now you can get into resolving whatever that issue is or giving them the great information that they need. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Great. Thank you both for that, uh, that answer, and it kind of leads right into the question that Ann wrote into me just a moment ago. Uh, and the question is, Greg, uh, that's some great input, but in your opinion, what really works for Generation Y in the workplace?
2: Ah, uh, yeah, right. Great <laughs> question. Well, there's all sorts of answers for that, isn't there? But we came across a few that I think really bubble to the top that will give the greatest uh, reward. One, first off, is understanding the high expectation of employer. Gen Yers want fair and direct managers who are highly engaged in their professional development, right? Uh, Gen Y are very much engaged in, in, uh, in their education. So they want their managers to be engaged in their professional development as well. As I said earlier, explain the why behind the changes. They don't accept changes if they don't make sense to them personally, and they will you know, they'll challenge uh, anything that they're being asked to do, as many of us have found out, certainly as parents. <laughs> and get to the point. They, have, they hate the political games that going on, right? They find it a waste of time. They hate politics in general, as they probably should. And, um, and fair cap- compensation for the role. They're savvy. They know what others are being uh, compensated for. And they may give you some warning signs, uh, but will leave if they feel they're underappreciated. It's a very, very important piece. Be clear on expectations. If they understand, they'll deliver. That's the why. Work for someone who comp- who's competent. They want their boss to be credible in order to earn their respect. Mm-hmm. Only personal power you know, and, and, and position uh, is, is not going to work for them. They really want their respect, right?
1: Yeah. You know, I I think that's uh, that's so true. They want the credibility, uh, and management needs to understand this because the person that they're working for most directly is the supervisor, right? Mm -hmm. And in so many cases, the supervisors are kind of uh, not properly supported in terms of their own development by management. Right. Um, in fact, uh, what our research has shown, as you know, uh, Greg, is that people tend to, to leave bosses, not jobs. And um, yeah. yep. compensation yep. is important, but the most important thing is how they feel as a member of the team and they feel appreciated and whether they feel a connection with their immediate boss. And uh, so that, you know, a little pitch here to managers to make sure that your supervisors are really up to the job that they're being called to do Uh, and that they're properly trained. Because sometimes you get folks who are put into the uh, supervisor position, they're not given proper management training on how to deal with these folks, and they're not even kept up to date on the technical part so that the agents don't have confidence that if they were to escalate a call that it would even be properly handled. I think that's particularly true in areas of, uh, you know, consumer electronics and, and other areas where there are uh, frequent changes in products, et cetera. Yeah. So yeah the, yeah, the competence factor. People they they look up to people who are competent. Uh, you have to prove yourself in terms of what you know and what you can do. It's not just because you're in that position that exactly. um, you'll, you'll you'll get respect. Yeah. Exactly.
2: And opportunities
1: for growth, uh, more on a personal basis than
2: advance in, in a company. Gen Y is looking for, you know, their personal growth and, and, uh, and education. could be training, uh, you know, uh, or find a mentor for Gen Y. Mentoring is, is very, very big, very, very important. And treat them as an individual. You know, program of the mm-hmm. month programs don't work. They want to be known personally and rewarded based on personal priorities. Use their creativity. They aren't lazy; just quickly bored. <laughs> Gen Y wants to be trained. <laughs> of here. <Mentored. laughs> yeah, they are quickly bored, and yeah. uh, and they love flexible hours, uh, work from home opportunities. They're creative, work well in teams,
1: and love interaction. Yeah, could, could I just mention the uh, the teamwork and the mentoring part because yeah. I think there there is a difference there too. Uh, although you know, through the generations. Uh, we've all, you know, Americans have been pretty good on the teamwork side. We all understand what it's like to be on sports teams, and, and that carries over, et cetera. Uh, the mentoring part, I think, is a little bit different. You know, when uh, the the you know, boomers were kids and the silent generation were kids, uh, there weren't all the tutoring programs that you have now in, in schools. Uh, tutoring, in fact, in some cases had kind of a pejorative uh you know, influence in terms of the, what what people thought of it mm-hmm. and if you needed to be tutored. Now it's considered appropriate. It's considered good. It's considered something that everybody should do, which is good. It's very positive. And so, uh, you know, whereas I think there was more pushback in the past in terms of mentoring, now I think you've got a generation that's more open to that as long as the mentoring is done by somebody who's really competent mm-hmm. and who really cares about, the person that's being mentored. Yes, correct. Yep, spot on. Yep, right, absolutely.
2: And that's the feedback recognition piece, right? Stay engaged and aware of their efforts. Uh, share what's working and uh, what's worked in the past. They may adapt to this information. It's the why, right? It, it's all those pieces. And balance and flexibility. They're, they're mostly drawn to flexibility and balance in the day-to-day life, and that, that's really what a big piece of
1: their life is. hmm Okay, perfect. Well, you know, we've come to the end of uh, the uh, half hour practically, but is, is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience today, Greg, before we, we wrap well, sure. things up? Sure, just,
2: just very quickly. I, I think, um, you know, managing Gen Y, you might want to consider dynamic scheduling. Use your technology and, and, and build multiple schedules during the day. Acknowledgement, motivational feedback, and coaching, another big area to focus in on. Let them tinker. They're great. They, they they love problem solving, especially in technology and things like that. And incentives. Develop incentives around uh, things that would be life balancing, the the whys, and all the pieces that we've been talking about earlier on.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Good, good. Well, uh, great. This has been fabulous input, and, you know, thank you very much, Greg. Sure. I uh, really welcome. appreciate it. Yeah. Okay, Brian, I'd like to turn things over to you.
0: All right. Well, uh, yeah, Greg Van Zant. thank you very much for being our guest on today's show. A very insightful discussion on Generation Y and how to manage them in the contact center space definitely provides some challenges. So I also want to remind you that we have many other shows and topics in our call talk archive at our website, BenchmarkPortal.com. So make sure to check that out. And all, from all of us here at Benchmark Portal, keep those headsets steady and your fingers ready. This is Brian Carrington signing out. Have a great day. That's a wrap. Take care.